Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will have an in-depth discussion on Doctor Strange, review Trolls, and recap the latest episode of Westworld. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? Dude, it's, it's been it's been a long week, man. It's been it's been crazy. It's <laughs> filled with crazy stuff. Yeah, it, how are you doing over here? It's been a crazy week, and it's been a crazy day. Um, we are recording this on Tuesday, so I think everyone in the United States knows that this has been a crazy day, and it continues to be a crazy day. But we are here to bring some levity, and we are here to <laughs> just uh, I don't know have have some fun. Um, kind of lighten up the day a little bit. Um, you know what I've been watching? You know what I watched the other day? What'd you watch the other day? I, I rewatched Sing Street and again, that's my third time watching it. And that movie gets me every time. I love that movie, man. Um, that movie is fantastic, man. That movie is so great. I'm so glad you took me to see that movie. (laughs) Have you watched it again since we saw it in the theater? Not since we saw it, man. Just have been, I've been, you know me, I've been busy um, all around with work and and everything, but it's, it's a good movie. I want to show my dad the movie before he goes. So, Dude. Definitely. A mandatory but, viewing for anybody with a sibling. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that. But guys, we have a guest on the show today, a close friend of mine, Dennis. Dennis, man, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You look funny laying down the way you're laying down. Right now. That's I'm fine, man. I'm just, this is, this is fun to watch. Okay. Anyways, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so have you watched anything recently, man? Uh, Doctor Strange. That's the last movie that I saw. Doctor Strange. Yeah, I got uh two tickets to see it uh, a few days early. I think it was two or three days early. Nice. It was it was awesome. It was Did great. you watch it in IMAX and everything? Yeah, I I didn't know I was gonna watch it in IMAX. They handed me the tickets. I didn't really read the ticket. I just kind of looked at them because they looked really freaking cool. They were <laughs> like they're like a foot long and like four inches uh wide. And they said Marvel on one side, and they had, like, Benedict Cumberbatch in that little fighting pose when he pulls out those two shields. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's All crazy. Right, we're gonna, that's, that's awesome. I think – didn't you have, like, a early review of uh, – early showing of Nerve? Yeah, yeah. I went to an early screening of Nerve. That was cool. Um, all right. Well, let's get Dennis's um, – kind of, since he wasn't here for our spoiler-free review, let's get his kind of quick thoughts on the movie overall. A little bit spoiler-free. Um just did he like it? Did he not like it? What'd you think, Dennis? I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Uh, I I started reading Doctor Strange a little bit more when the movie was about to come out because I, I read a ton of comics, uh, mostly Marvel. Some DC is really just a Bat Family, Green Lantern, and Flash. But Doctor Strange was always one of my uh, one of my like top ten favorite underrated characters. He um he's one of the strongest characters in Marvel. Like he goes up against like these cosmic forces and i didn't i thought he was really sarcastic he was funny he works well with iron man so i can't wait to see that and benedict cumberbatch i don't know like just is dr strange like he's not even benedict cumberbatch anymore <laughs> i'm gonna see him and i'm gonna be like how, how you doing uh mr doctor 
Oh, you, Ozzy knows my feelings on that part of the oh, movie. Oh boy, this is gonna this is gonna be fun, man. <laughs> this, this is why I wanted him on the show. Oh man, I feel like you guys are gonna. Dennis is a very smart person, very, and he's very. He likes to debate people a lot, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun episode for us guys. All right, definitely. <laughs> All right, so this we're gonna give our official spoiler warning here. If you if you have not seen Doctor Strange, um, I don't know how that's possible at this point, but hey. Um, people are busy. If you have not seen Doctor Strange, you might want to check out here, go back, listen to our spoiler-free review, go see the movie, and then come back and listen to this in full. Um, so, once again, spoiler warning, you have been warned. Alright guys, let's get full spoiler discussion here. Um, let's start, like, what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, Ozzy. Um, I would say my favorite part of the movie was when he was starting to learn his, like, learn the abilities and everything. Um, how he really wasn't, he didn't believe that this was possible still after he saw it, but he was still trying to grasp it and everything. And it was, I was, it was, I don't know, it was funny seeing Ancient One really forcing it on him in a sense when she kind of threw him out into the art, into the Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was really cool seeing that. Yeah, definitely. I, Jeez, I liked seeing all his training stuff. I was a little confused on the timeline. I don't think they laid that out very well. Um, kind of, it's almost, it's one of those things where he kind of learned everything really, seemingly really fast. But again, it wasn't clear on if, um, they were skipping around through time and like he was there longer than it seemed in the movie. But that's one of my issues with the movie anyway. Um, Dennis, what did, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, my favorite part was definitely the opening scene or the ancient one, because I was under the impression Ooh. the ancient one was a man. I mean, oh, he, you had been a, keeping up with that. No, nah, he he was yeah. a man in the comics that I that I read because mm-hmm. I read some pretty old ones like the seventies and the eighties because mm-hmm. was my favorite Doctor Strange time. But that was that was a really awesome fight, and then he she unveils the hood, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't I didn't see this coming. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know that because I didn't watch the trailers beforehand. I, oh, really? I, That's yeah, actually no, impressive in this day and age. <laughs> I know. I saw like bits and pieces of it on uh, on Instagram and stuff, but mm-hmm. never really did it. No, no, but I agree with you that he learned a lot of the a lot of the spells and everything a little too fast. And the only kind of way they explained it was really lazy. They said that while he was sleeping, he like broke into his third uh, like his ghostly form or whatever. You guys yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, is that how you're gonna explain it? Yeah. Like, Again, again, there was weird stuff with the timeline. They never really give us a date on when this is taking place either. There's a lot of debate on the internet about um, where this fits into the Marvel timeline um, as well. It's just that's one of the issues with the movies. They didn't explain like where where this is happening in time and how long the movie takes place over. Um, so that's just an issue with the movie. But I don't think it's like a crippling issue with the movie at all. Um, no, the movie had had a few issues, but I don't think any of them were crippling. They were all just yeah. kind of like nitpicky issues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still, we, we both, Ozzy and I both gave it um, good scores. We were both in the same range, right? You gave it like, what, an 8.3, 8.2? Yeah, around that range. Yeah. I have to go back and, so, uh, yeah, around that range. Yeah, I was at a 7.9, I believe. So we were both around in the same range. We both gave it a good score. So we're we're all on the same page here, but... We still have some issues with it, um, but let's start. Let's start positive here, man. This movie. Let's talk about the visuals a little bit. What was? I mean, to me, the action, the way they did the action in this movie, the way they kind of, um, they incorporated all the really unique visual elements and the with the spells, and I loved the how they kind of portrayed the um, eye of what? What's the eye called? 
Eye of Agamotto. The Eye of Agamotto. That that was great. Um, I just loved the action in this movie. It was really different because um, obviously some of the best action in the MCU has to be in the Captain America movies. But this was – to me, it's on par with that, but it's a, it's a completely different kind of action. Yeah, the action in this movie was was really unique. Um, it it was awesome seeing it, intense even. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the action was great in this movie, very entertaining, especially the way that they use the spells and 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 the props and and all that. I thought it was all well done. Um, especially like I I love seeing the the fight choreography when when it came to um Cassilius and Doctor Strange. I thought it was fantastic. I wish there was more of it in the movie. Yeah. And a quick thing about one of the one of those three guys that he fights in mm-hmm. the Manhattan uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. One of those guys was Scott Adkins, <clears throat> and he's a really awesome martial artist. And he did his signature kick uh, on Doctor Strange there. And I just I just saw all three of those uh, background, uh, you know, just kill off guys were yeah were all really really cool, really good martial artists. I thought mm-hmm. they were so good. Yeah. Uh, Unlike a lot of the other movies. But. Yeah, true. Uh, some <laughs> of the Speaking of kind of that scene and when they were fighting in the in their astral forms as well, that was one of my favorite action scenes as well. That was just so crazy. Um, and they're fighting like in the room that Rachel McAdams' character is working on his body. Um, that was one of my favorite scenes. Uh, what about – you mentioned earlier, Dennis, uh, Tilda Swinton and her being the ancient one. How did you – did you like her performance? Um, I, obviously, you said at the beginning, at the very top, you liked Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. But did you like Tilda Swinton's performance as well? I think she was really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, during the most of the movie, I didn't really see her as someone who was really profound, someone who didn't think so deep, for someone who was as old as her and as magical as – or, I mean, mystical mm-hmm. as she was – but that last scene, right before she died, when she drew out that last moment for as long as she could, yeah. I thought, like, I don't know, the way the actress put her feelings out there, it was it was some of the best acting in, like, any of the Marvel movies I've seen. Yeah, Tilda Swinton was, <coughs> to me, she was one of the, probably the second best performance in the movie, because you have to give it to Cumberbatch for the first, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved Swinton in this movie. Ozzy, did, you liked Swinton as well, correct? Uh, yeah, I, I thought the chemistry that she had with all the characters when it came to Cassilius, Mordo, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, Doctor Strange, of course, I think she did fantastic. Um, definitely holds her own. And I'm sad to see her go so soon, but she did a fantastic job in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for her. Yeah. All right, you mentioned kind of Mordo, and that kind of leads me to, I guess, let's talk about first, before we get into the villains, because I really want to talk about the villains. Um, in this, but before we get there, let's talk about someone who becomes a villain by the end of the movie, um, Mordu. How, did you like his kind of character arc, his transformation in the movie? Do you think it was done well, um, Ozzy? I thought it was done well. I mean, they established a friendship here, and then you know, you see, you see that he's sort of his, you see that he's sort of Doctor Strange's mentor, friend, and now he's going to be an enemy in the next sequel or or whatever they plan to do with him. So I, I think it, I think this is going to be Marvel's. I think this could be set as a really high bar for a Marvel villain after him because they mm-hmm. established him as as his own character and they have and they have an arc with him and they spent time um, really growing his character. So I think it's going to be really great seeing 
him go up against Strange. I think he can be one of, if not the greatest villain Marvel's had, at least in the cinematic universe. He has the potential to be that character, to be that, hmm. to be that villain. I, so, yeah, I definitely see some kind of Loki parallels there with the way they're kind of laying out that villain. Um, all right, Dennis, what did you think of Mordu? I thought he was cool. I totally saw him being uh, a villain the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, when I walked into the movie, I'm like, all right, someone's going someone's to betray Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, someone's going to. I, I, he ended up not betraying Doctor Strange. Yeah. But um, he definitely, the entire movie, he seemed to have, like, this moral high ground that he thought he had. But at the same time, like, in his little every day, every way he talks, uh, the way he was, his he just seemed very vain so I, I i saw like them juxtaposing each other and i didn't really think that he was i don't know all there mm-hmm. he seemed like he had like this hole in his faith in the ancient one as soon as dr Str- as soon as dr strange pointed out that she was using the evil force and as soon as he was like oh no she's not perfect he just kind of broke apart and he's gonna go crazy i know he's gonna go crazy yeah, I, I thought that was done well. Like, his, they built up his faith in the Ancient One pretty well, and then when it came crumbling down, you really felt that. I just, for me, the issue was more, how does he get to, like, we never see how he gets to the conclusion of, I need to kill all the sorcerers. It, it just fe- felt really abrupt for me when he's like, I figured out the issue. There's too many sorcerers. I'm like, how did you get there from from where you were it, it to me that was really abrupt by the end but over, other than that overall i really did like mordu um obviously we get a great performance there as well um and i'm really looking forward to it because like i said there are some loki parallels and you can see that they're trying they want to introduce another loki but in a different way it's just in a story wise he's very similar where as to where he kind of was originally um a friend of our hero and then by the end, or I guess in Loki's case earlier than that, he changes his stance there. So it's interesting. I, I am really looking forward to seeing how they use him going forward. I could, I, th- I could see him kind of going and trying to maybe even serve Thanos moving forward. Because we don't have a Doctor Strange sequel planned yet. So I'm trying to figure out when he could be used moving forward. Um... I mean, it'd be really interesting to see him work with Thanos. I mean, I remember, I remember you and I were talking. We wanted to see like sort of like an Ultron and and Thanos team up because we thought that'd be pretty cool. But I mean, I really, I wouldn't mind seeing him work with Thanos. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, mm-hmm. if he has access to going and in, into the multiverse and has access into really using powers into getting into the dark dimension, mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty interesting. To see them, you know, pet up against the Avengers. Um, so I think it'd be pretty cool seeing that. Definitely, definitely, man. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about the villains here. Um, what, what was the main villain's name again? I can never remember his name. Dormammu. Uh, no, the other one. That's part Caecilius? of the issue. Cassilius. Um, Cassilius. That's all right. These are some of my issues. With, this was actually one of my big issues with the movie is um, Cassilius and Dormammu. There's like this weird power dynamic there, and we never, I don't think we got enough of Cassilius, in my, in my opinion. We just didn't. Uh, he wasn't on the screen enough. And then 
at the end we're introduced or not even at the end but kind of throughout the movie but not really we're introduced to a completely a different villain a higher villain and it just for me that whole dynamic did not work very well um using both of them kind of took away from each of them in my opinion so i i don't know what are your guys' thoughts on how they use the villain specifically um Getting some to, to some details here, you know we are a spoiler filled discussion here. Uh, Dennis, what do you think? Um, I actually I actually didn't mind it too much because okay. Dormammu is ranked I think in the top twenty of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe, like in in the comics. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange, I don't know, he seemed like a pushover to me. Like during the entire movie, he barely survived any of the, his fights with Cathelius. Uh, Cathelius, yeah. He, I don't know. He didn't seem to be quite as powerful as he usually is. Mm-hmm. So I, it made sense that he wouldn't have a direct confrontation with Dormammu because we saw how many times Dormammu killed him. Like, True. It would have been no like a major feat for Dormammu to just flick him off of whatever planet he had already conquered and Doctor Strange be over like that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think them drawing the force from Dormammu and Dormammu meeting Doctor Strange and already being upset with Doctor Strange because they have a really personal relationship for the most part. And I think it'll be really cool because Dormammu doesn't usually have a reason to come to Earth, but making the 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 time sequence thing that Doctor Strange did just annoying Dormammu. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's an awesome reason for Dormammu to come back to Earth and try to kill Doctor Strange. Maybe one of the Avengers. Yeah, I, you do make a good point. It, it it does set up an interesting dynamic with Dormammu and Strange moving forward, and I, I think that's fair. I don't know. For me, I just did not like how they kind of introduced Dormammu, and then we get to see him face-to-face, and it's to me, it just introducing or having him come face-to-face with Strange took away from his confrontation with Casillas, or I can't say his name. Casillas? Yeah, Casillas, sorry. <laughs> um, so it, it's just, I don't know. I, I To me, it just didn't work, but I think that's fair. Uh, Ozzy, what did you think about that dynamic there? Um, I mean, we, we sort of knew throughout the whole entire time that Casillas was working for um, Dormammu. That's how you pronounce his name? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, we've been really... That's that's been his whole end game was to bring him here, um, so I sort of saw him sort of as like a servant of Dormammu. Now, if we're gonna be talking about, because I remember on the last episode you just did not like how he popped up randomly. I know yeah. you liked Mad Kid. Matt, I don't know if you liked Mad Killison's performance. I don't Matt remember if you did. Yeah, Matt Nicholson. I'm sorry, um, but I personally I understand where you're coming from from that perspective. I just wish you would have shown up more because I yeah. did like the villain. And um, I did think his past was interesting. I wish, it, um, I wish I wish they would have focused a little bit more on Casillas. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean the hour the movie was an hour and fifty five minutes, so they could have they could have hit that two yeah, hour and thirty minute length re- really and focus more on the villain as well. Because I thought he was I thought he did a great job as Casillas. I, I think he did fantastic. Um, as for um, as for Dormammu, I thought I thought that was okay. I thought it was fine because um, that's that was his end game was to bring him here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's completely understandable for them to only have him there for for a certain amount of time and to introduce him that that way. Because if, if that's if that's Cassilius's end game, you're gonna see him there. Yeah. So I think it's I think they 
did it in in a way that I think I think it worked. But the thing is, like you, we you like you said, the Casilius's um, backstory was really interesting, and you wanted to see more of him um, and more of it. And by putting the focus on Dormammu in the last act of the movie, it. That took away potential screen time for Cassilius. I understand that ultimately, yes, his goal was to get Dormammu to come and take over the Earth or whatever. But for me, you could have left that as a background threat and maybe push delayed that and have him be a continuous background th- threat. And I understand that he still will be. And like I said, I do agree with Dennis what he said or what you were just saying about um, that relationship there how he was kind of annoyed with strange i do think that sets up for something cool in the future but i'm for me it just took away from Cassilius um is his screen time and i do agree one way to solve that ozzy is to just make the movie longer but I, yeah this is i believe one of the marvel's shortest movies is it not yeah i mean it, it was like i said it's an hour and 55 minutes yeah, uh, compared to the civil war civil war was was two hours and 36 minutes yeah um so i mean they could have <laughs> They could have pushed it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Um, th- that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, I, I agree with with adding more time for Cassilius, but you know, I do think I agree with like I agree with you both when when it comes to setting up Dormammu for further yeah. um, for future Marvel movies. I think this was a smart move if you're gonna set up, you know, for future films. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just wish they would have set aside more time. For Cassilius, like like you said, because it would have been awesome seeing him go up against Strange more, um, even go up against um, how you say his name, more Dormammu. N- no, the other one, uh, Mordo. Mordo. Mor- Mordo. Yeah. So it would have been interesting to see him go up against Mordo. So yeah, because that'd be a villain and villain fighting each other. That's cool. Um, so I would have liked to see more more action in and with those three. In particular, you know, after after hearing you talk, Carlos, mm-hmm. I actually kind of I think they could have gone a different route with the uh, Cassilius, because if they had had Cassilius win or not not um not win, he had done what he needed to do and send Dormammu mm-hmm. instead of bringing him to Earth immediately, he could have got Dormammu's attention, given him the pathway, mm-hmm. and like send Dormammu on like a straight course to Earth and have Dormammu be like a looming threat. Yeah. For a future movie, that would be setting him up. And then uh, Doctor Strange uh, beating Cassilius and Cassilius in his last breath or something saying, uh, I've shown him the way Dormammu was coming or something. Mm-hmm. So we can get – we could take that last act where Dormammu was – they had that fight, which I thought was hilarious. That was the funniest boss fight ever. <laughs> but, you know, still, they could have taken that last uh, act and changed it from Dormammu fight to – uh, set up for the future movie and elongating Cassilius' uh, character a little bit more, you know, fleshing him out a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just, I think this is kind of proving a point of, like, just because we're saying, like, we there, we have an idea or there's something that they could have done to make the movie better doesn't mean that what they did was bad. Because, like you were saying, that last fight was really funny. And I that I will get into the comedy in a second because I think that's going to be our biggest area of contention here. But... That last fight was really funny, and nothing about it was necessarily bad, but I think it could have been better for the whole movie if 
that last fight was kind of delayed until a future movie or something. Um, so I think that kind of proves that point of just because we're saying it can be improved doesn't mean what already happened was bad. Um, but let's get into the biggest area of contention here. Um, what I anticipate will be the biggest area of contention. Um, the humor in this movie, I already know Ozzy's position and I kind of, I think, know your position, Dennis, but I'm very curious to hear in full, what did you think of the humor in this movie and how they, how they used it in particular? Um, it depends who was telling the jokes, right? Because the yeah. ancient one was funny. Uh, Mordu mm-hmm. uh, wasn't at all. Cathelius had like that one Mr. Doctor line that was kind of funny, but I was just like, how are you having trouble processing that he's a doctor? <laughs> like, do you not understand that a magician can also be a doctor? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But uh, Dr. Benedict Cumberbatch was hilarious. So I think uh, the writing for a few of them could have been better, but overall, the, the comedy was like, I think the second funniest, because Ant-Man was just absolutely Whoa, hilarious. you wouldn't put Guardians up there? Yeah, Guardians was funny. I don't know, but it wasn't my type of humor. Oh, man. Uh, Guardians yeah. could be a three, though. I see it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Ozzy obviously didn't inform you who oh, you're talking to. I am Guardians of the Galaxy he, is my favorite he, movie of all time. Movie, man. That's a um, movie. And that is not hyperbole. That is just a fact. Um, but, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Guardians don't get enough credit with anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I agree to an extent. I do think that it does depend on who it was because I think most of um, Cumberbatch's stuff worked. Um, I do agree with Mordu. A lot of that was not very good. And Wong was funny. Yeah, yes, that was pretty good. Wong was fantastic. Yeah, that was good. To me, the issue was, and this is something I said in the last episode, and I'll say it again here. To me, the issue was when you have these moments that should have been more dramatic, and they throw in a joke there that might have landed, sure, maybe for some people, but... At the same time, just be, even if it did land, it still took away from the gravity of the moment that of something that should have been more dramatic. And to me, what I used as the prime example is um, that Mr. Doctor line and that whole sequence. This is the first time what we are assuming at this point, at least, is our main villain meeting our protagonist of the movie. This should be a rather big, dramatic moment. And it's completely, to me, the air was completely sucked out of that moment by throwing in that joke. And yes, I know, Ozzy, that you could, you were saying that a lot of people, like the whole theater died laughing and they really got that. And that, that's great. You know, I, a lot of people laughed in my theater as well. But for me, just because people laughed doesn't mean it was necessarily right for the movie. So I, I don't, Dennis, what did you think? I already know kind of Ozzy's thought. What did you think of that moment in particular? You've already kind of mentioned it a little bit. Well, the Mr. Doctor thing, yeah. I think it was pretty interesting because that just seems like the Marvel trademark, you know, take a moment that's supposed to be big and humanize it. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do when we're coping with something that's, you know, potentially going to kill us? We make a joke or two. Like, I don't know. That just that just seems like what people do. Yeah. So I, that's for me, that's like Marvel's. I don't know. It's their trademark. It's what makes them different from DC because, you know, you got DC who's like right now maybe trying to be a little too edgy mm-hmm. and you got marvel who's uh light you know they're, they're really funny but i i agree i think 
I think maybe that one particular case could have taken away from that because I mean maybe if Strange is the one saying it, right? I don't exactly. Get, yeah. I don't get why the villain would do it. The villain isn't in any kind of fear. He doesn't have any. He's not worried. He's like, who is this guy? Just killed the the master of the Sanctum Sanctorum. Like, exactly. Every, everyone should be easy from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you were just talking, I was thinking, like, yeah, I agree. Like that is kind of what Marvel does, and we can get into a whole discussion. We will. I, I actually will be having that discussion with Niall on our Friday or our Saturday episode about the MCU as a whole, but. For me, like like you were saying, a lot of the time that comes from the hero, and to me, maybe that maybe that was the reason it threw me off was because it was coming from from the villain. I'm like, why is the villain taking this lightly? Like that, to, I don't know. It just didn't jive with me. Ozzy, what are your thoughts on this whole issue? Um, like I said, I thought some of the comedy worked. Um, some of it didn't. Uh, for that. That is, I mean, I I like the joke because I thought it was I was dying when it, when he when he said it. But I understand where you guys are coming from from the point. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be a dramatic moment. It's supposed to be a very serious moment. Um, so I understand where you guys are coming from. Um, it definitely opened my eyes a little bit more. So I I agree with you guys on that point when with the comedy when it comes yeah. to scene like the scenes having to be. You know, this is if you want me to care about this, you know. I shouldn't be laughing. I should be yeah. focused and, you know, tensed up right now. So I agree with you on, on, on those points. Yeah. And, and like I said, in our last episode, uh, I, w- I would say, you know how much I just said, even I love guardians of the galaxy, but I would and do do say the same thing about guardians. There are some of those moments where it kind of takes away from the gravity of the situation. And it's just really jarring sometimes. Now for me, with Guardians, I just love those characters so much that I don't even care. But I, I don't know. It's just it's it's weird because now we we can get into a whole discussion about uh, does the quality of the movie mean the same thing as you loving a movie? I don't know. It's just weird. But all right, well we're running like we're talk, going on like thirty minutes here of this conversation. It flies by when we're talking about these Marvel movies. Uh, do you guys have any final things you want to talk about? Get off your chest here. Uh, kind of. One thing I was thinking about the entire way here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they make another Doctor Strange movie. But if not, I really want to see someone from, like a main character that is, from one of the movies get on one of the Netflix TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I totally think Doctor Strange would fit that bill. And I think he would go great with Punisher. So Ooh. maybe, right? Because they're all in New York. Doctor Strange is in New York. How could they not run into each other? Yeah. Yeah, and then there there's a thing in the comics where Doctor Strange and Punisher kind of merge and become one person and they become Sorcerer Extreme. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. <laughs> there's no, no yeah, way that happens. There's that no way. Does, I swear to God, and it's the funniest. It's Doctor Strange, like he's half on fire, and instead of making instead of using magic to make like shield and stuff, he makes two uh I think they're M nines or no, they're mm-hmm. Desert Eagles and he just blasts people away. It's, yeah. it's the best. He has infinite ammo now. He never has to reload. He's he's funny like Doctor Strange and kind of a badass like Frank Castle. Yeah. See, that. I, I don't know about the punish. To me, my first thought in the Netflix shows would go to Iron Fist. And I know Ozzy and I kind of had this brief discussion um, on an episode that actually never aired because we just had so many technical difficulties. But we were talking about how 
people are always talking about how the MCU, um, the t- both the TV and Mar- and the movie side of things are kind of splitting off and they're not in sync anymore. But for me, it just seems like they are as in sync ev- as ever because they are all moving at, at once, both the ABC show and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix shows and now the movies are going in a, the same direction in the magical side of things. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going into, or the mystical side of things, I should say. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going into Ghost Rider. Iron, um, the Netflix shows are, the next one is Iron Fist. And now this movie is Doctor Strange. So I, I do think there's potential for some crossover at some point with some of these characters. Yeah, the only major crossover has been Lady Sif from yeah. Thor's uh, background characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was she was really cool, but yeah. I mean, Thor would have been better. <laughs> yeah. So what you, Chris Hemsworth can't take one day out of his. Uh, I know. Out it's, of his. It just seems so silly, and especially at this point, because we're in the golden age of television right now, and we have more high top name actors than ever on TV. So it seems like it shouldn't be that difficult to get some of these big names on just an episode or two of a TV show. It's frustrating sometimes, but, um, Ozzy, what do you think on this? And do you have any topics you specifically want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I just, I, I hope that they do bring in some of these characters on, on the TV show, or maybe that they introduce some characters in the cinematic universe one of the one of the main problems with Civil War was was how Iron Man found Spider Man, and we're all just like, "Hello, Daredevil, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what like what is happening right now?" Because that was such a big opportunity, Miss. And I was tell and I was talking to you about it actually. Mm-hmm. How the same actress played um, one of the big villains in Luke Cage. She actually cameoed. Yeah. In. Civil in Civil War. War, and it was just when I found that out, I was just so disappointed because that could have been, um, to me that could have made Luke Cage better, and that could have connected that right. That small little connection could yeah. have made you know everyone just you know shut up about the Netflix series not being in sync with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I just think I just think that they they dropped the ball a little bit there. I agree. Um, but I I do hope that we have some crossovers from the TV universe to the cinematic universe because it'd be so cool to see. I think it'd be cool to see Captain America fighting alongside Daredevil <laughs> to see. Oh, that's the dream. Iron, yeah, to see Iron Fist, you know, fighting alongside Doctor Strange. I mean, these. I mean, I I hope that we can get there at one point. I mean, I hope that Avengers, um, you know, Infinity War leads leads into that. That'd be pretty cool to see all that go down. Iron Fist had better crossover into a lot because Iron Fist teaches just about everyone that is a Marvel superhero how to fight. <laughs> like, they all walk in and they're just like, yeah, I have superpowers. I'm just going to punch you in the face. And then someone learns to fight and they have superpowers. And they're all just like, what do we do now? And Iron Fist is like, I will teach you. Boom. Yeah. Two-week lessons, you're a black belt. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, d- I do think that there is some potential in the future for a crossover, but I don't know if I trust them to actually do it. Um, yeah, I, I do like, I, I just want to reemphasize it. I, we all really liked this movie. Um, and it, we do have some issues, which we all kind of discussed here, but we do, we do like this movie. And I, I do like the direction that the MCU is headed, especially with the movies. Um, do you guys agree that Dr. Strange is going to play a huge role in Infinity War, right? 
Yes, I actually had a question. Do you think he's going to be in um, Thor Ragnarok? Oh, they did. I couldn't tell if that's what they were saying or if that was just kind of, I, I don't know. Dennis, what did you think? I thought the cameo was awesome because they have to have Doctor Strange. They, uh, I heard somewhere that Hulk is going to be in there and that there's going to be elements of Planet yeah. Hulk and Worldbreaker Hulk. Mm-hmm. So if they have all three of them fighting, they are three of the most powerful people in the MCU. Like, that team will destroy. Like, th- that's why they weren't in Civil War, like any of them, because they would have completely made the other, the one side just too good. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I, see, I, I, if, I think if he is in Thor, it'll be, it'll be a cameo. I, I don't think he's gonna have a main role. I know it, it's basically, they've confirmed that it is going to be a Thor and Hulk, um, movie. It's gonna, that, they're, they're gonna be the main characters. Um, it'll be kind of like a buddy road trip movie or something. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I, I'm really looking forward to that movie. Um, but I do think that that line does kind of suggest that we are going to get Doctor Strange in that movie, but it'll probably be pretty brief. Um, I do think one of the bigger things that they did reveal in that um, scene is that they figured out that Loki was um, kind of disguised as Odin. Because that's one of the big reveals. I know Ozzy and I are both huge defenders of Thor the Dark World. Um Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. What are you talking about? I didn't think it was a bad movie, but I, in the MCU, it was definitely the worst. Oof, man. Like, oh, we will not, fight oh, on that, boy. man. We're gonna, oh, boy. Don't even. I am. Sorry, a, just... Yeah, I do. We know. We're, we're used to being in this position. Um, we know that we are in the major minority when it comes to that movie. Usually uh, I'm in the minority. <laughs> but. I like DC movies. Yeah. We'll get that but... in a second. But. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that was one of the big reveals in that movie, that Loki, at the end of that movie, that Loki was kind of disguising himself and was on the throne in Asgard. So now it's almost like I'm kind of a little disappointed that we just get a throwaway line that um, we're looking for Odin and uh, I have a prisoner for you. I'm bringing Loki to Earth. It's just, to me, really, like that's how we're resolving that huge moment of Loki taking the throne in Asgard. It's, oh... We have a prisoner for you. That That's it? That's all we got? I don't know. Ozzy, what did you think, being the other um, Dark World defender? Um, I thought it was either a lie. I thought it was either like a lie that Loki kind of told Thor um, about his dad, about their father. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't really know right now, to be honest with you, because it just seems weird. He's just like, because it, it seemed like, like Thor was just fine. He's like, yeah, you know, we're just looking for a dad. Yeah, um, it, it was really weird so, how they laid it out. You're right. Yeah, so I was just like, are you guys cool? Like, I mean, he sort of he sort of just like he, he sort of lied to you and said that he was dead, um, but he's he's back. So I don't know how you're gonna take that. Yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be more emotional than just exactly. Hey, I'm back. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's canon or not. Again, but um. It most likely is, but um, I'm interested to see where it goes and how Thor got to that point where he's just like, yeah, you know, we're fine. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if they do touch on it in the movie. It's almost like, I feel like they have to, right? I don't know. Uh, Dennis, what did you think of that after credits scene there? I thought it was cool. Um, I figured 
Doctor Strange might play a part in uh, the movie just because he plays such an important part mm-hmm. in uh, the Planet Hulk thing. He's he's one of the people who sends Hulk away, mm-hmm. and when he gets back, he's one of the strongest people Hulk has to beat, and he's the one who majorly pisses off the Hulk. Yeah. So I knew he has to be in that movie in some part because of Hulk, but now he gets tied in because of Thor too. I think it might be cool Yeah. because he can look into other dimensions and other realms to see where, you know... Odin might be, because Heimdall can see everything. I don't know why he doesn't just ask him. True, that seems like the simple answer. That's That does. I just <laughs> I hate when superheroes have such a simple answer and they don't do it. Yes. <laughs> but, but you know, Doctor Strange is, is a good second option, I guess. True. And it's a little more fun of an option, I guess. Um, oh, for sure. Although Idris Elba is not, not fun, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, let's kind of move on. Ozzy kind of mentioned that you are a defender of these past two DC movies, which is very interesting because um, we are not around these parts. Ozzy is actually, a I am a little more of a defender of Batman v Superman than Ozzy is, and Ozzy is a little more of a defender of Suicide Squad than I am. So you get a little bit of a mix here. So let's briefly talk about um, these movies. Let, let's hear your position. What, Dennis, why, why do you defend these movies? I don't know. I'm looking at it kind of like not with Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad was just funny. It had a bunch of cool villains that they introduced in a short time. It's their, I think it's their way of trying to catch up to the, how much Marvel has done. Mm-hmm. Because DC's really winning in just about every other uh you know thing like tv shows live action that is dc has the cooler t- uh, live action tv shows uh, nah. maybe maybe some of the netflix yeah. i mean gotham is so good i i, I could just give oh the Carl- carlos can agree to disagree with you there man but uh, uh, i i, don't I watch only it. i only watched the first half season so I know I've heard that it's gotten good, but then I keep seeing that Jada Pickett Smith is back. So I no, um, <laughs> uh, I just I hate her character Gotham, and I can't I could, deal I with it. I can totally see Gotham being something that some people don't like, but I don't know. I just I love the actors. I'm a really 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 big Bat Family fan. Yeah, like I'm wearing a Robin shirt right now. <laughs> they, that's that that's my favorite family, like my yeah. favorite group of heroes. So they, you really can't throw Batman in a movie and not expect me to hate it. I mean, True. love it. <laughs> True. I, I absolutely love Batman that and did, the whole family. Um, but, um, but no, it's it's our way of catching up. Yeah. I think in the large picture, when we look back and binge watch all of the DC movies from this age all in one night, because oh jeez, that would take be, it would take like three days straight, but just for these two movies. <laughs> Like, by the time the extended edition of Suicide Squad comes out, which, talk about me not being excited for an extended edition. Um, I have never been so unexcited for an extended edition. There's an extended edition of Suicide Squad? Yeah, they're adding 13 minutes, and I could care less. <laughs> oh, my I heard they're going to do a lot of Joker stuff. I really don't care. Yeah. yeah me either. Oh, you're, okay. Of, you're, not a friend of, you're not a fan of the Joker? No, I am. Oh, he's, you are. He's great, and I think uh, Jared Leto did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I you know Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger, but I don't I don't like any of the other live action Jokers. Oh, really? Not a single one. I mean Cesar Romero is pretty cool. You didn't but like besides, Jack Nicholson? Oh no, I not not really. But in all of the animated movies, mm-hmm. he's a Joker. Yeah, he wasn't. He doesn't play the animated Joker. He's played. He hasn't. No, someone else, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark Hamill was the animated Mark Joker Hamill, right. in the show. But I remember because in the DC, The Flash, uh, he played the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, And that really threw me off. All I was right. like, how, the trickster, how can yeah. the Joker yeah. – oh, yeah, the trickster. How can the trickster – be the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and know. That, that was a fun episode. Or those were fun episodes. But, um, well, like, know, what about I, Batman v Superman? Do you, like, to me, the biggest issues with that movie were the the narrative issues. Like, there were major issues with how that movie was structured and kind of how they laid out it, the story. It just did not work. It didn't flow. Um, I know, Ozzy, you have a lot more issues with that movie. And I'm a defender of Eisenberg's um, Luthor, so I'm really interested to see where you come down on that. But what are your thoughts on Batman v Superman? Um, Batman v Superman? I was trying to say it a little bit earlier, but I got sidetracked. (laughs) Uh, I think when you look back on it, it's going to be a really nice tie-in for the rest of the movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I can – I don't think most people can see it now. But the way they tied all of the other heroes in, the way they show Batman's kind of intel gathering is something that they haven't done with Batman ever. Like in all of the Batman movies, he's just been a badass who fights. You didn't really get to see the detective side, the the guy who knows everything about everyone. I mean, so I really liked the way they did that. And I didn't hate Superman, and I always hate Superman. So that was, that was a nice change for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I... This movie did that movie did not convince me of Superman. I am not a fan of Henry Cavill's Superman, but uh I don't know. The, the one thing like I I normally wouldn't throw this at somebody, but you you say like he's been he was like a good detective and everything, but then the first my first reaction is to say but he didn't know Superman's mom's name. Uh, <laughs> that's my first reaction. I'm just like but yeah, I don't know. I just uh, no. I actually haven't thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that is something simple. That I don't know why he didn't do that. Maybe, (laughs) maybe when he saw that it was Clark Kent, he dug into who his parents were, but he didn't really care about the name. I mean, he has a photographic memory, so he should he should know. really irritating actually <laughs> sorry it's sorry like, to it's ruin like it a, for it's you it's like a pack of papers and like one of them just sticking out a little bit yeah <laughs> that's not okay um I, I if you hey let me know if you want it's me to ruin all the me, cw but, shows for you and i'll do that for you too um <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay you can't ruin anything except for the last season of arrow <laughs> oh yeah the last i mean se- legends of tomorrow maybe but <laughs> oh, the le- yeah, yeah. Uh, well i don't know <laughs> what you don't want me to say it bob is sitting here saying don't do that to everybody and i guess i nah, won't <laughs> nah. oh oh you carlos i hate you for that, man. i noticed it like i noticed I'm like, all right well no. we can't not saying say it now all right you know what if you don't want to hear something that'll completely ruin your experience with the cw dc shows skip ahead 30 seconds in this podcast okay ready go Okay, so one thing that you will never be able to unsee on the CW TV shows, um, mostly the superhero shows, the camera never stops moving. It never stops moving. Like, people will just be having a conversation standing still, and it's, like, circling them. Or it's panning from one side to the other. Like, it's never still. <laughs> never. Just a, You'll never unsee it, I'm telling you. My my friend who sat next to me just wrote down "I hate you" on a paper because I told him, and he is very upset. But whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't, that might be a big deal, 
but I can't see it being a big deal now. But I can totally see it being a. I can totally see myself thinking, ah, how come I never notice it? It's we just watch like Supergirl it's, tonight, and we'll see it, man. Oh, it's, like, it's just something so small that'll no, like it'll no. never. You'll never be able to see it. Anyway, all right, moving on to. Um, and unless you want to talk anymore, we're kind of running a little long here. So you want to move on, Ozzy? Yeah, let's go to trolls. All right, let's do our trolls recap or review here. My bad. Um, okay, so I basically forced you to see this movie, Ozzy. Um, I gave him I gave him two options, and he chose the option I thought he wouldn't have chosen. So I'm just like, oh god! I woke up early to see this movie. Uh, see, I, okay, I could have like. I, I even said we could have split them up. Like, you could see Medea, I could see this, and we could just split it up. But yeah, you wanted to see both of them. And that's, I, under, I understand that. It's easier to review um, them together than uh, separately. So I guess that's fair. All right. But let, let me start with you, Ozzy, because I'm just, honestly, it's just out of curiosity. What did you think of Trolls? It was too early in the morning, man. <laughs> it was too early in the morning. It's like, <laughs> I was so annoyed with. I don't even know her. Like, let me pull up like the names of the characters. But Anna Kendrick's character was so overbearingly yes. annoying to me. That sounds like Anna Kendrick. God, she was so. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, don't take shots just... at Anna Kendrick, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was just so overbearingly happy, and I'm just like, can you just lighten up? Like, this feels like such. Like I've never seen a lot of animation movies this year, but yeah. and and they're all sort of mature in their own way. Like even Storks is kind of you know, and that and like we both agree that's a kiddie movie. Yeah, but at least it's not all freaking flowers and like oh my gosh, like it's everything's so great, life is so perfect, and yeah. All right. I was just so annoyed. <laughs> I think this is something we have to clarify right off the top, and we have to address um, as usual when it comes to these animated movies. We understand. That movies are targeted for different audiences. And I get that. These movies are targeted for kids. I get that. But that doesn't change the fact that there are other animated movies that are targeted at kids that are not completely annoying for adults to watch. And there, other movies are able to do it. So it, I don't think it's unreasonable of us to expect these movies to be able to not be horrible for adults that have to go see them. Um, dude, and my theater was packed this morning. Oh, like I was so confused. Dude, that movie made bank this weekend, and I don't get it because I honestly didn't see much marketing for it in general. I didn't see much marketing for it either. It's a school day at 10 a.m. I'm just like, why are you here? Well, yeah. There I, were parents there. Like I was just so confused. Like chaperones or something? No way. A field trip? Dude, it was not a field trip. Parents were there. Dude, my theater was packed too. And I was like... Yeah, I went in the middle of the day, and my theater was packed, too. Um, I was like, it's, it's a Tuesday. Why are y'all in school right now? I mean, I don't know. Schools aren't canceled for election day, are they? I don't think so. But yeah, it is. Oh, it are is? they? Maybe that's no. why. Um, oh, wow. I don't know. But either way, the, okay, let's let's start with our positives, because we normally have to do that, and we're, we should probably keep doing that for, for uniformity's sake. Um, Wait, can I mention one thing first? Okay, go, go for ahead. it. They had a lot of they had a lot of big name people in the movie. Like I think Robert De Niro's there, Justin Timberlake, Anna Kendrick. I don't Kendrick, know about I don't know about Zoe I don't, I don't know yeah. about Robert De Niro. Maybe it was wrong. No, it was um, 
No, it was Russell Brand I was thinking of. I was thinking of Robert De Niro from, uh, what's the name? The, the Intern, the movie I just saw. A few oh, days that movie's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But no, Russell Brand, like, they had, they had a cool, they had a bunch of nice people yeah. in there. Gwen Stefani was there, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but they did have. Had a dis- Carlos and I had a discussion, I think it was either the last episode or a few episodes ago, um, where we had great cast, bad movie. <laughs> this might qualify. Well, I don't even know if you can consider Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick and I don't know who's you're it? really gonna piss Ooh. off Carlos. <laughs> you are, like, Anna Kendrick is uh, why is Anna Kendrick one of your favorite actresses? Well, not one of my favorite actresses. I'm Bob once again is shaking his head next to me, but she's not one of my favorite actresses. But I do think she's talented, and honestly, I know pe- there's sections of people who would disagree with me here, but I do think Justin Timberlake is honestly one of the more talented people in Hollywood, um, both music-wise, which, again, you can d- agree or disagree. And I honestly don't think he's that bad of an actor. Now, voice acting-wise, I, I don't, to me, the, the frustrating thing about this movie, and I know we're supposed to be doing positives, but we're getting sidetracked again, and I'm going to keep going. We're, the thing with this movie that really frustrated me is... You have Justin Timberlake as basically your one of your co-leads, right? And spoiler alert, I guess he doesn't sing until the end of the movie. What are you doing with your life? This is ridiculous. You have Justin Timberlake in your movie and he doesn't sing for most of the movie. That doesn't make any sense. And they would and anyway, let's start with positives. Ozzy, please give me a positive here. <laughs> God. Um <laughs> The voice cast was pretty good for the most part. Um, I'll give it that. The voice cast is pretty good for the most part. I'm trying to figure out what other positives I have. The songs are pretty um, catchy. The songs were okay. I was really, yeah. like I said, this movie, like, it was just. It was very surface even, level. It was very surface level. like, And it was very, like I said, I mean, it was very annoying i mean i understand like again this is a kids movie but have common sense <laughs> and the kendrick's character i'm not gonna spoil it just yeah have common sense um she does she does not think and at all in this movie all right um, um I'll, I'll give some positives or at least one or two here um i yeah. do agree to an extent the the voice cast is fine i I don't think um, that there was anything that really blew me away voice acting wise. Like we don't have any kind of Kubo in the two strings like performances here. Um, and there, there, let me don't get me wrong. There are some voice performances. Where, like honestly, it just did not impress me at all. Like, <laughs> and I don't even know. It could have been a combination of that and the an- animation where like the lifts didn't even fully match. Like little things like that. I'm like, what is going on? This is like. Grade A stuff here. Uh, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But anyway, um, other than that kind of animation stuff as well, I do overall think the animation was decent. It's very bright, obviously. They could have toned it down a little bit. Um, but it, it got, we sound like really sour, horrible people complaining about it being too bright and happy. But whatever. Um, and then also, I do think that some of the emotion worked at the end. There was one scene where I was like, okay, that's a nice moment there. Um, but every time, other time, every other time that they tried, it did not work for me. Um, do you have any more positives or do you want to start completely ripping this movie apart? Um, I liked, I know we didn't, I know we didn't get a lot of Justin Timberlake singing, but he was arguably my favorite character because he was realistic. <laughs> True. Yeah, I, I don't disagree there. I think he was actually a well-developed character other than the rest of them. 
Um, so other than, and then at the end they kind of rush to something, but whatever. Uh, yeah. All right, let's let's get into our negatives fully here. Um, so we like and quickly, so we can leave some time for Westworld. Um, uh, the man, this movie. Uh, one thing that really annoyed me was the completely. And this again, you might think this is nitpicking, but it just really bothered me while I was watching it. Uh, the kind of indecisive way that they used their like. It's almost like each of them had different powers, but they were so inconsistent. Like, some one time they would use it this way, and then another time they'd use it this way. I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there was no logic to the movie whatsoever. And again, I get it. It's targeted at kids. But it drives me insane watching it. And you, you can make a movie that's somewhat logical and still be have it targeted at kids. It's possible, people. Yeah, um, I thought I, I agree with you there, man. I mean, it was just um, that that part was just ridiculous to me. Um, let's start. I'm gonna start off with one of the other characters as a negative here. Um, I forgot what her name is, but she's like a different breed. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying, I don't know. I don't know uh, what her character's name is. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah the the story is really stupid. Like, there's these troll bigger troll things i can't remember what they're called that are trying like basically they, they want to eat the trolls and it for was happiness. you're talking about yeah for happiness whatever i think it was bridget is yes. that her name bridget yeah. yeah okay bridget didn't eat trolls for some reason you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like the rest of her kind would have gladly gone in and be like okay you're my happiness i'm gonna eat you she's just like hey don't get away um, so it was just, I was just so confused. I was like, why aren't you going to eat them just because they're talking to you? Like, it's supposed to make you happy, right? It's mm-hmm. like, why is she doing your job? So it was just really, that, that, her character development in a sense just completely made no sense to me at all. It, she gave no indication that she even cared for trolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, there, there was just so many inconsistencies in the story. It did, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Um, and the romance there didn't work for me. I, there were just a lot of things that they tried and kind of failed at. It just, I don't know. It, I don't know. <laughs> and what, what did you think about the music though? I thought the music was okay for the most part. Um, nothing, nothing to, like, like I, I didn't mind a lot of, like I said, it was, I mean, it was early, it was early in the morning, <laughs> so I mean, that's probably why I was just like, oh, God, yeah. relax. Um, but, I mean, it was okay. Um, I, when Justin Timberlake sang, uh, when he finally started to sing, like, that one song, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I thought, it, I thought that song was pretty cool because it was, it was nice. It was realistic, like I said. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty nice. It was cool. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I do think the songs were, were sort of annoying. Um, and it might just be because I was like, again, it was in the morning, but again, it's just, again, it's just these characters. You, you did not, I did not relate to a lot of these characters. The only one I related to was, was Branch. Yeah, and I I felt like I could, like I would be like if I was Branch, I'd be annoyed too. I'm like, yo, why are y'all so happy right now? <laughs> like, like why are we like why do we have a hug watch every thirty minutes, like every hour? Like what? Like, like why are we doing this? Like it's just so oh 
annoying. Yeah, I, the only character, the only other character that I also liked in the movie. I'm gonna give it a quick positive. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the character's name was, but he like he was tiny and he had like a little squeaky voice. Every time he's like, just like skew. <laughs> I thought that thought that character was just yeah. funny, but um. Anyways, I just it was just. Oh god, it was yeah. it was way too cheesy. Um, I know, the, I know. The one last thing that I will say, and then we'll get into our ratings, is uh, to me one of the bigger issues with the movie is the kind of tonal inconsistencies because they're t- like honestly, the movie is about them not getting eaten. Like that's honestly that's kind of dark. <laughs> it's, it's like the entire movie's happy, and then it's like really really dark, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what are we doing here? Um, so that was just something that was really throwing me off. But anyway, uh, I think the best way to describe this movie is very surface level. There's no kind of depth to it. Um, there's not, not any real emotion there until in like one scene at the end. I don't know. So, all right, Ozzy, let's just score this movie and move on to Westworld really quick. Um, what is your rating for this movie? 5.9. Ooh, man, you are... Nice. Um, I, the only reason why I'm giving it a 5.9 is just because it's it's a kids movie. The kids in my theater generally seem to have enjoyed it. So, like, I feel like my like you know, if it's a kid, you know, you can take your kids to see it. Just don't expect for you to be able to like <laughs> enjoy it. Okay, like being like you're probably going to be annoyed taking your kids to see this movie. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be great entertainment for your kids. For you, it's going to be. But yeah, so I'm only being nice because kids and I have a little sister. So Isabella, uh, by the sake by the sake of my little sister, you're not getting a four. Anyways, see, the, well the thing is, I could easily see my little sister hating this movie. Uh, so I know I know my little sisters can be a different breed, but uh, yeah, that's not a good sign. So my rating of this movie is a four point one. It's not, Dang. yeah, it's not good. It's bad, in fact. Um, I, I might even, like, I honestly am very tempted to go even lower than that, but I'm going to stick with a 4.1 just because of what you said. I do think, you know, there's bright colors, it's very fun, or like very happy, so I think kids can enjoy it. Um, anyway, let's move on to Westworld really quick here. Um, what did you think of the latest episode of Westworld, which was called, hold on, pulling up the name, The Adversary? Dude, that episode was arguably one of my favorites, man. I mean, it was just, we're getting answers. Mm-hmm. We're getting answers. We're getting and answers that, without getting answers. <laughs> yes, and it is awesome. We are finally starting to realize, I'm thinking that it, Arnold... Arnold probably uploaded his consciousness, or is he actually alive? Like, did he actually make a host of, like, himself as, like, a younger Arnold Maybe. and, like, you know, upload his consciousness into that host? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we saw someone grab grab her in the end. So I don't know if it's Arnold. I don't know who it is. But, um, my gosh, man, this episode was just – it was great. I'm, I'm just – I'm upset, though, because we didn't get Dolores – only disappointment. There's only negative in this episode. Is but did not get a. But Maeve is the real one. MVP. She. Ah. Maeve is the real. May, I've been saying it. I've been saying it, and 
Now I'm just like all I'm 100%. <laughs> I'm on the Maeve train right now. Maeve is the real MVP here. She but she has no idea about the maze. But that uh, to me that the end goal like what we're all rooting for here I mean you you can correct me if I'm wrong and you for you but for me what we're rooting for is we are trying to we we want these hosts to be gain consciousness, right? We want them to start thinking for themselves, and Maeve is getting there. She yes, but we don't know if the maze can access all of that for all the other hosts. Yeah, just because she's accessing that. I mean, which is cool. Like, I love that, and I'm, I love seeing her, you know, doing her own thing and really taking charge. And she's actually like the boss right now. These two guys, you know, what I'm saying? she's <laughs> yeah. on the shots. I'm just like, I'm just like, gosh, like it's pretty cool. Um, she's taking the shots right now, and um, again, I mean, and that's cool seeing her do that. But at the same time, you know, she's doing this all under the wraps, so she can, you know, they can they can erase her memory, and they can literally they can put her downstairs, mm-hmm. and they've already told her that they can put her downstairs. So what she's doing is very very risky. Um, I mean, I gave her props because, you know, she's, like I said, she's doing her own thing. And I love Maeve. I think she's doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, right. as, as for Dolores, though, Dolores has the protection of Bernard. Yeah. And William, William in the park and, is protecting and, him. Yes. And also, um, what is it? What's also, we don't actually know who talked to her last episode still. So it yeah. could be Arnold still talking to her. So yeah, that's knows, the man. one thing. Like, I mean, there are a lot of things kind of kind of pointing to um, Arnold's consciousness have being uploaded somewhere. Like Arnold talk, like talking, seemingly talking to hosts, things like that. Um, and then early in the in this episode, we kind of get a backstory as to from Teddy about the maze and in the Indian culture, or whatever in the park. And he says that it's like um, it represents a man's life. And at the very center of the maze is a powerful, immortal man who has built the maze to protect himself. Um, and that really sounds like it's Arnold. Like that, that that's the conclusion we're supposed to come to, I believe. Right. That it's talking about Arnold. That's what the quote unquote legend is. But again, why would that be put in that? That's what I'm really confused about. Why is this part of the these Indian hosts backstory. Like, why do they have that as a story? Um, why is the maze some, like if it's really that important with Arnold's consciousness somehow involved with it, why is it part of the park, you know? And why does Ford know about it? It, It's to me, there's just something weird there. And one theory I do have, and I'm going to throw this at you. You're probably not going to like it, but I'm going to throw it at you. What one, one thing, what if, Arnold was never a Arnold is a host and was always a host because there is one line that Logan has. I believe it's like two episodes ago, maybe an episode ago. Logan, who's the black hat guy traveling with William and Dolores, who they got separated from in the last episode. Um, he says something about uh, the partner, the uh, Ford's partner, Opened the park with him, and there he couldn't find anything on him. There was no history there. He couldn't even find a picture. The one reason that could make sense is what if Ford made him, and he was the first host, and he made him fully conscious. And then because of what Arnold was doing, trying to make the rest of the hosts conscious, 
um, Ford had to shut him down or something, and that's how Arnold, quote-unquote, died. Um, I don't think so, man. It, and it's just because and, – and the only reason why is just because we, we have clearly seen that, that Robert does not care. Robert Ford, is just, he does not care about any of the hosts. Yeah. Um. The only host that I think that he cares about, and the, and the only reason why he cares about these hosts, is just because it's literally a replica of his life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and we find that out this episode. Um. So, the first generation hosts are like literally the only host that he cares about, and it's just because it 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 brings him back to his past. Other than that, he does not really care for the host's well being. So, like. You know, he creates him for the pleasure of the people. You know, so you can do whatever it is that you want to them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just don't think that it fits the bill. But it's an interesting theory, though. Very interesting theory, though. Uh, Yeah, but I don't know. For me, like, he could have cared for him because maybe he did care for him because it was the first host he made. And then because of the betrayal there. Now he doesn't care for the host. I don't know. That's just it's. I'm not something. It's not something I'm fully sticking by yet. But it's just an idea I had. Um, all right. You want to talk a little bit about Bernard and him figuring out that Ford has these huge, like has the um, some of these hosts stored away, like original hosts. And we saw one open its face or whatever. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about what Ford's doing and? Um, kind of Bernard figuring it out. What do you think about all that? Dude, I think it's really weird how Ford is keeping these hosts op- operational. Um, I think it's, like I said, I mean, it kind of, like, like it kind of contradicts, you know, his feelings towards all the other hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he, he just cares about these particular hosts just because, um, you know, they represent his past and, and what he had. Um, but it, and it's weird seeing Bernard just find that out. And it's interesting because you see Bernard trying to basically, he, he's confused about Fortnite. He's like, I don't know if I can trust you now because you're doing this. So it's interesting seeing um, Bernard sort of switch up on Ford, um, which we already started to see a little bit, but it's becoming more consistent now that he's ultimately going to be against Ford in the end. Um, so I think it's, I think it's, I cannot wait for these two to act. I can't, it, it feels like Bernard's still sort of scared to really confront Ford about it, about certain things that he's doing because it's his mentor and he respects his mentor, of course, but it's, it's interesting to see. I, I hope that Bernard actually, you know, gets the, you know, the strength enough to really confront Ford about what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, again, I still do have my theory, which you know about, about Bernard um, being a host. But I, I do think it's very interesting, like you are saying, that Ford is so kind of indifferent towards the host, but then at the same time, he's keeping some for really just nostalgic purposes. Now, maybe there's something else there, um, and he, I don't know, maybe he's not been fully honest about why he's keeping them. I, I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, but all right, let's move on to another area that we have somebody figuring something out. 
Um, and that would be, oh, what's her character's name? The girl who curses a lot. I can never remember her name. I'm uh, going to find out right now. Uh, El- Elsie. Elsie. Okay. Elsie, uh, jeez. She, man, she is really figuring that, like, she is pissed, basically. And she is driven. She is one of the most driven characters on I the show. I love her character. She's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she f- basically figured out that someone is sending information out of the park um, she figures out where it's coming from and that it's being done through the Generation 1 hosts, the old hosts, basically. And she figures all that out and then she sees that the computer that's sending these signals has been logged into by Teresa, is that her name? Um, yeah. And, and Arnold. Which, alright, number one, do you think Teresa, do you think it's really Teresa? Or do you think it's some sort of setup? Um, uh, I don't, I was sort of confused when it was Teresa, to be honest with you, because she is just on Bernard's back by making these posts, you know, stick to the story, stick to the story, stick to the story. So Mm -hmm. I was really confused. Um, I mean, it. I mean, it, 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 there is there is a possibility that it can be Teresa. There is a possibility. Just because she is trying to sort of shut down Ford. Mm-hmm. So I do think it could be a possibility. But I'm not 100% sure. So, I mean, it could be someone setting her up. Yeah. Um, but, again, I'm not entirely sure. All right. Well, last thing before we have to wrap up and um, quickly get to our recommendations and then sign out. Do you think um, Elsie got caught, and who do you think she got caught by? I personally think she got caught by a host controlled by Arnold or Arnold in a host form. Um, Because who else would catch her and why would they catch her if Mm -hmm. she's there doing, you know, business for her boss, which is Bernard. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I'm interested. I cannot wait for next time to find out. Um, but yeah, definitely interested to see what, what's going to happen there. Yeah. I, I think it, it's, it's probably one of the things you're saying where it's like somehow it's Arnold. It's either Arnold himself or it's Arnold controlling a host or a host that was told by Arnold to go there. I I do agree. I think it has to be one of them. I don't think it's like Teresa or anything like that. Um, it just wouldn't work out time wise unless we are dealing with a two time, um, thing, which I know you are very against. Anyway, let's move on to our recommendations and then sign out of here because we are running pretty long. Ozzy, what do you got? All right. I'm going to recommend just a a few episodes of of Black Mirror um, just because of what I've seen from it so far, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. The pilot episode is really weird. Mm -hmm. It's still a good episode, but it's really weird. And the seasons are the seasons are sort of broken up. Very, they're also broken up weird too. It's something I've never seen before. Like season one is only three episodes, season two is only four episodes, and season three, which just came out, is only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Very easy binge. But my goodness, man, season one. Besides that, besides the pilot, which is a weird episode, um, season one, it, it's just such a great um, season. It's an anthology. I don't know. I don't know. Anthology, anthology series, and it is just so great. Um, those two episodes, and 
One of them stars Toby Keeble, and he's been in a lot of. He's been in two movies this year. He's been in Warcraft, and he's been um, Ben Hur. This is that like that's been the best that I've seen him in. Um, with it, it's Black Mirror, it's been the best that I've seen him in. Um, uh, that that was just such a he gave an awesome performance there. Um, I recently I just got done with season two. I, I watched um, an episode today. Uh, the premiere was starring Bryce Dallas Howard. The episode I thought was um, good. I didn't think it was great like season one. I need to rewatch it, but she is probably the best. It's probably the best performance again I've seen her in. Um, I think I think you'll say the same thing. I know you don't really like her, but I think she did does a pretty good job here. Um, I highly recommend at least the first season of that uh, of that show. It's it's really great. Cool, cool. Uh, shout out to Ace for first recommending that show to us um, back when we had him on the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that's very high up on the thing list of things I need to watch. After I finish my recommendation, it'll be what I um, watch. I am watching currently The Crown on Netflix. It's a series that just came out um, on Netflix a few days ago, and oh my gosh, the show is very good. It follows the it's it's going to be six seasons i believe they released the first season um like i said a few days ago and it's going to be 10 episodes each season and it is going to um follow the life of queen elizabeth the second the current queen of england and of all these other countries that she's a queen of and it's going to follow her life from her wedding in 1947 to present day and the first season so far is just I'm on I'm on, almost done with it really I think I'm on like episode seven or eight of ten and it is so good uh, it's just to me it's one of the better things that Netflix has ever done it's just the the drama the kind of the way they humanize just this kind of very regal and out there figure um, in history and in in the culture it's just incredible. Uh, like let me just describe one thing to you that happens and like obviously it's historical so i'm not spoiling anything basically but when when she finds out that basically because her father dies obviously because she becomes a queen right Mm -hmm. and when she finds out that um she's gonna be queen like she is the queen and somebody first addresses her as um her royal highness basically and says um, God save the queen. When somebody first says that to her, the shock on her face, like the performances in this show are incredible, but the, and she is so good because just the shock on her face and like the disbelief and she, you could feel all of it. It was just so good. Um, and I, I don't know a lot of these actors by names, but I, by name, but I recognize them by their face and it's a stacked cast. Just go on IMDb and look up this cast. It's incredible. It's this show is so good. Um, highly recommend it. At least the f- first season, the season that's out. So I'm very, um, very much looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. All right, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, man. Um, it was. It, this was a great episode. Definitely having Dennis on on board and and everything. So definitely interested in having him on for another show sometime in the future. Definitely. Um, definitely giving him a shout out there. Um, but guys, um, before before I shout, um, before I end the show, Carlos, where can people find you, man? 
All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And also make sure you follow the Screen Screenfellows pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Screenfellows. And then subscribe to our YouTube channel, Screenfellows, as well. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at Cray and also on Twitter at CastroOzzy. And also email me at, um, at Castro, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, at Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. If you have any questions, if you have any topics that you want us to talk about, movie rise, we're not talking about the election, religion, <laughs> guys, no, it's a big mm-hmm. no-no. Um, if, you want, if you want to know anything about The Walking Dead, anything like that, uh, just email me at, again, Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or any of the other places it just listed. And definitely check out our YouTube channel. We got some great stuff there. Uh, again, I know we say this every week. Please be easy on Bob, guys. Okay? It was a while ago. Let it go. Um, but all right, guys. This is Screen Fellas. <laughs> <laughs>